things get a little bit more bubbly a little bit more like it feels like the sun is coming out a little bit coming like you know between March and April and then May June comes and it's like we're in this like it, it feels yeah it feels very much like all right here we like here we go like let's start something like let's level up it. yeah like let's level up in the middle of the year Welcome to the Healer Dealer Podcast. This is an invitation to be inspired, get curious, expand and empower your own gifts through conversations with the modern healers of our time. The only way to heal ourselves is to deal with it. I'm your Healer Dealer, Diana Zalicki. So excited you're here. Let's get started. Healer Dealer Familia, I am so excited about today's guest. We have Kira, who is an astrologer, creative, educator passionate about increasing intersectionality and accessibility within the astrology community. She is founder of NFLUX, an astrology and culture magazine that centers and celebrates POC and queer folks in spirituality, art, and activism. She hosts a virtual community called The 11th House for students and lovers of astrology and magic to connect and is just launched her first astrology course. Kira is also the director of Fresh Voices in Astrology, which grants her the ability to spotlight up and coming astrologers in the field. She has a hit podcast called The Astrology Show, where she has educational conversations with other astrologers in the field. She'll be speaking at Norwalk in 2021, and her first book, Zodiac Science Pisces, was released in February 2020. She's currently working on her second book to be published by Not Occult Media, and I am just so excited to share her with you. I'm excited to share how we first connected and we just have a really fun conversation diving into the current energetics, different ways of interpreting astrology and how to make it work for you and also what's going on collectively. Like everything else on this podcast, please take what resonates, leave the rest, and I hope you enjoy the show. Cheers. Do you feel overwhelmed, unheard, or dismissed by your current healthcare providers? Are you suffering from mystery symptoms or chronic pain? Dr. Amanda, founder of SourcePoint Wellness, can help you. With her unique blend of ancient Chinese medicine and comprehensive natural Western medicine, Dr. Amanda treats all of you, exploring both the root and the branch of your symptoms. Dr. Amanda approaches healing with a feminine, patient-centered approach that will make you feel nurtured and cared for throughout your entire journey with her. She offers psychological and spiritual support and her customized treatment plan to help you reach your health goals. As Dr. Amanda believes that one cannot separate the mind, body, and spirit, she weaves acupuncture both in-person and virtually over Zoom, Chinese herbal medicine, functional medicine, and a little bit of magic to address all parts of you. She's offering in-person appointments in Los Angeles and telehealth and virtual acupuncture throughout the world. For more information, check out sourcepointwellness.com. And you guys, I have been working with Dr. Amanda for the last five, six years, and my health has never been better. She really is all the things that I've described. You know, I just, I really cannot recommend her enough. And if you're not in Los Angeles, do not worry. Make sure to check her out at sourcepointwellness.com and get yourself taken care of all parts of yourself. It's so amazing what she can do, and I've never felt so supported in my life. All right, cheers. Kira Shakira, I am so, so excited to have you here, have you on. Now, before we get into like all the magical things to go into about the astrology world, I first want to have like real talk for our community, healer dealer community of how we connected first. Oh my gosh. 
Yeah. Do you want to talk? Do you want to tell it? Yeah, of course I remember. Well, you know what? I'll share my POV and then you can share your POV. Okay. 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 So um, we met in our, you know, dual lifetime of, um, you know, I'm a a commercial photographer and director and you were like an art producer. And so I was meeting you to show my portfolio and we like did not. So I came and met with you. We didn't even like look at anything. We literally, (laughs) you literally were like, Oh my God. I love Like, let me see your chart. Like literally we're sitting on a couch and you were literally like, like dissecting things as we were talking. We like didn't talk about photography or business or anything. We literally were yeah. talking about astrology and it's just kind of, this is actually what I love when people talk about purpose and work and all the ways and different forms of expression. Cause you never know who you're going to meet. And I've always been so humbled in the commercial photography world, like how many people I have like called in that I've worked with or just met with that love all these other magical healing things. And so that's always very humbling and exciting to me. And so it's just been amazing to see you like I remember you had your magazine that you worked on and it's like now it's just all these things you're doing. You're just like exploding. And then in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'm not just liking her because she's popular now. Like I knew, I knew her when she was at an agency and she was looking at my chart on the couch while we weren't looking at my portfolio at all. Yes. Yeah. I remember I was wearing this um, amethyst necklace and you were like, oh, I love your amethyst. And then we just started talking about crystals and then astrology and like all the things. Yeah. And I was like very um, blown away by your chart because you have like almost every planet in its own sign or exalted. And I was just like, that's kind of rare. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. It was such a great fun day that we connected and, um, yeah. And then since then, like you connected me with Marcella Kroll, who like I've had millions of readings from and like, yeah, it's just, it just all, it, it was a really meaningful day. Oh, I love, I forgot about, like, I love how I forgot about all that. Like, I just, I just love how everything's connected and you never know. It's such a beautiful example of how we don't, we can never connect the dots till later. Yeah, definitely. And so like, I'm just going to get into, cause I know this has been like, well, this is actually, we're going to time travel in this portal to 2021. We're going to do a quantum (laughs) travel. So speaking of like, looking back on the steps, you know, we can never connect the dots. So clearly 2020 is, you know, upheaval of shedding the shit that no longer serves us looking at our shadow, looking at what's not working, looking at where in our lives we're taking false responsibility, where we take true responsibility. And so now in 2021, and call me out if I'm wrong, the energetic we're like throwing ourselves into is radical self-expression, the role we play in our life, how that role is expressed in our communities and taking true responsibility for our own authenticity. Would you agree to that? Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> that was a great way. You, you, you summed it up in a really lovely way. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I don't know if you want me to expand on oh, that. Well, I'm, a, I'm, just, I, I, I'm obviously words of affirmation. I'm like, yes, tell me how great I like feel like teachers. I'm so teacher's pet. It's like ridiculous. <laughs> so can you talk a little bit? Because I'd say like my community is a mix of beginners and masters and everything in between. And so, you know, can you talk a little bit about 
the energy that is supporting us or working with us in 2021? Sure. Yeah. Hmm. The energy, I mean, the, the overarching sort of like, I guess, energy would be like the Aquarius, like Aquarius is a big theme for 2021. Um, and we can, I'm like, where do I even begin? I guess one thing I want to say about 2021 is just that it's not 2020, you know? So, so like to start out, like 2020 um, has been such a momentous year because, well, it's not because, but what happened this year is that we had a shit ton of, can I, I can curse, right? Yeah. You just be, I mean, and also this doesn't have to be a linear conversation. Cause I'm already like wanting you to explain it. I'm going to like poke in and ask personal, like okay, we just cool. flow, like just go first thought, right thought, whatever feels good. Just go with it. Okay, cool. So, um, so yeah, 2020, we had a lot of major cycles, like planetary cycles coming to a close and like beginning a new one. So, um, we had, we started off the year, first of all, we started off the year with like an eclipse. We had an eclipse on Jan- and on Christmas last year. We had another one like beginning of January. And then two days later, we had this incredibly um, intense alignment of Saturn and Pluto. That was, that was January 12th. And that was really like the impetus of like all of the, ex- like what 2020 was like this, major like tower moment of like all of our the structures in our life kind of like totally crumbling um and yeah then the obviously the pandemic right and um and then we had what else we had so Saturn Pluto was a huge cycle and that only happens every like 36 years so that was pretty huge um and then we had Jupiter and Pluto forming three alignments this year. That cycle only happens every 12 years. Um, and then today, right now, as we're speaking, the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction, which only happens every 20 years. So the fact that we had these three major outer planet alignments happening in the same calendar year, plus um, a Venus retrograde, plus a Mars retrograde, that was like, that was... Um, specifically difficult that Mars retrograde because of its configuration with Saturn and Pluto and Jupiter. Like there was just so much and plus eclipses, um, which we have eclipses every year, but uh, like this was like a new eclipse cycle that we started this year too. So like we got, we were just being hit left and right, like over and over and over again by these major cycles um, coming to a begin, uh, coming to an end and starting over within this one calendar year. So I just like want to note that we don't have all of that in 2021, like (laughs) 2021, it's not like we're free from, you know, anything, there's always going to be something, but it's way more like a normal um, quote unquote, normal astrological year in terms of like, there's not all these intense, like cycles happening um the one major cycle that we will be moving through that i think will be sort of set the tone for most of the year is um saturn is going to be squaring uranus three different times in 2021 i think it happens again in 2022 as well but like it's very much a 2021 signature of this this uranus saturn square 
Um, and so, and, and also like, you know, Jupiter will square Uranus as well. Can Jupiter. Take a step back for one second and explain what that means. To yes. Our- yeah. I'm, I'm, I was just about to get there. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so yeah, so Saturn, um, well, I guess I'll just start by explaining what a square is. So a square is, um, an angle. <laughs> um, so we have these things in astrology called aspects and aspects are really, um, a word that kind of speaks to the act of witnessing. So when two planets can witness one another, it means that they are in particular angles to one another. And by angles, I'm talking about like degrees, you know, like a, a 90 degree angle is a square in astrology. So we have these, um, these relationships that planets are having with one another based on the angles that they're, that they're forming with one another. Those are called aspects. Um, there's aspects that are uh, more harmonious, like the trine 120 degrees, um, easy way of thinking of that 320 degree angles equals a triangle. So like the trine flows, it's like nice and easy flowing energy, the sextile, which is a 60 degree angle. Um, and yeah, those are really helpful affirming sort of aspects. And then we have the more contentious, difficult ones, like the square, the opposition, um, the square being a 90 degree angle, the opposition being 180 degrees, literally like opposite, you know? Um, so, so yeah, like the square is a contentious aspect. And what that means is that it, um, you know, thinking about like a square, um, in like a corner, basically like a corner of a square Think even about like a corner in your room, right? You have these two walls, these two lines, um, converging at one point. And it's almost as if like, like there, there's some tension there because they can't keep going. They can't keep both going in the same direction, right? Like they come to like this meeting point where they kind of have like the face off, like who's going to be able to keep going. You can't like, it's like they run into each other almost. So there's like this, there's this challenge that is presented with a square. And most of us have squares in our birth charts. Like squares aren't like bad. It just, it just means that um, there's a challenge that needs to be addressed. And um, there you know, one side, one side wins out over the other, you know, and that doesn't mean one side is always winning over the other, but um, yeah, it just kind of represents this contention. Like I said, that's so, so funny as you're explaining that I'm like, um, cause I, I, I need to check, but I think my natal, like it's like Mars square, my moon. And so mm. like this retrograde, it's like, <sighs> yeah. Like, don't you have moon and cancer? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Your memory is like unremarkable. You have every planet in it's like own <laughs> sign. It's not that hard to remember. <laughs> Yes. Um, and it's like, right. And Mars top. and Aries. Yeah. What's that? You have Mars and Aries. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You're blowing my bedroom. Yeah. Mars and Aries. Sun Moon. and Aries. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, um, it was funny cause with this, uh, Mars retrograde, it's like this, and it's so funny because people will meet me and you know, I'm like, I look like go mode and it's like, I'm also like, not at all. Like yeah. I'm like a cozy, want to be at home. I want to feel, you know, home, home, home. And so it's just been really interesting when you're talking about square. Cause it's like my, uh, you know, Mars square, my mood, it's like, literally it feels like dual personalities. Yeah. Within that. yeah um, totally. So I really love your explanation because I think 
especially when we're looking at charts and different apps, it's like when the discussion of squares and sextiles and, you know, um, try, like it can get a little confusing. So mm -hmm. I just want to take a second and, and say, like, I appreciate the way you've explained that because it's a lot more like digestible. Oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, we have this, these squares and next year, Saturn, well, Saturn just entered Aquarius um, and it's going to be forming these squares with with Uranus and Taurus. And so these are two signs, Aquarius and Taurus, that um, are 90 degrees from one another on the zodiac wheel. They, they square each other. Um, if, if anyone's out there like a little bit more, I don't want to say advanced, but like, you know, study a, a student, um, you might know that signs of the same modality all square each other. So um, modality is kind of just this word that, that speaks to like the, the, the how do we even say this like the mode of the signs like what what mode they're in um there's cardinal which you're very cardinal um aries cancer um libra and capricorn are all cardinal signs and they represent these this energy of like change of starting new things um changing directions pivots um and that's like a, a certain mode right and so fixed signs like taurus um, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius, their, their energy, their mode is fixed. So that means that it's not, it's not super changeable. You know, it stays in one direction or in one, um, yeah, one mode and it's, um, it's slow moving, you know? So these two signs, um, Taurus and Aquarius are both fixed signs. Um, Taurus is a fixed earth sign. Aquarius is a fixed air sign. Um, and so we have this, you know, again, it kind of brings up this like challenge. We have this very like fixed earth, right? You think, I think of a boulder every time I think of fixed earth, like it's something that is really hard to change, hard to move. Taurus probably is the most fixed of all the, of all the fixed signs. Cause we're talking about dense earth, right? It's really hard to move something that is like physically hard and stuck. <laughs> so, um, and then we have fixed air in Aquarius. Um, which is maybe more changeable, but not really. When we're talking about fixed air, we're talking about like fixed mindsets, right? Like air being things like communication, um, the flow of energy, um, belief systems, like the way that we think and communicate and share that being fixed. Um, so yeah, fixed mindsets, fixed belief systems. Um, and there's going to be some contention between those two um, you know, planets in those two signs. So Jupiter and Saturn, both officially in Aquarius, hallelujah. And I say that because Saturn was in Capricorn since December, I think it was December 17th of 2017. So Saturn's been there for three years, finally out. Jupiter's been there for a year. Um, and that was especially hard because Capricorn's actually Jupiter's like least favorite sign to be in. It, it's like the hardest sign for Jupiter to be Jupiter in. Oh, um, yeah. So, so it's like rejoice that that Jupiter can finally like breathe a little bit and like be out of such a hard place for it. I like literally felt the shift. Like my Jupiter's my natal Jupiter's like a Sag, and I was just yes. like, like oh. Oh, finally yeah like, yeah like it feels like uh okay this is a terrible example but i just am looking at my magical black cat it's like when i try to trap my cat for snuggles 
and she like finally like squeezes out like it's like I feel like it's almost like uh, I think of Jupiter was like finally got squeezed out yeah. of the like push like I love that yeah yeah out of the contraction example but um <laughs> no I love that yeah so so yeah Jupiter and Saturn are in Aquarius now um and this is also great for Saturn because Saturn rules both Capricorn and Aquarius it can be argued that that and it's called like domiciles like when a planet is in its own sign the sign that it rules it's in its domicile which is like another word for home um so, so yeah, when, when like with Saturn, each planet has a home, like each planet has actually two homes, except the sun and the moon, they each only have one, all the other planets have two. Um, and I'm talking about, I should have prefaced, I'm, I'm a traditional astrologer. So I use traditional rulerships. I don't use like Uranus as the ruler of Aquarius, Neptune as a ruler of Pisces, Pluto as a ruler of Scorpio. Absolutely not, in my opinion. Uh, it's not even my opinion. It's like I, say, I love this because I've always described when I've had different friends on that different astrologers. I have very much always prefaced astrology as it really is like a language, and everybody's ter- uh, interpretation. It's like this like poetic interpretation on like yes. how you are going to channel and interpret this language. So exactly, yeah. I I just I love the. Um, differences in everybody's style. So I totally present for this. So I love it. Yeah. My, um, my practice is very much rooted in the tradition and like, um, basically the system that was developed by the ancients and as in particular, um, Hellenistic astrology. So, um, so yeah, when I'm talking about Saturn as the ruler of Aquarius, it's not like, it's not like the traditional ruler, like it's the ruler in my opinion. I just have to say that. Um, so, so yeah, Saturn rules Aquarius, both Capricorn and Aquarius. It can be said that, um, Aquarius is Saturn's preferred domicile. And that's because Aquarius isn't, is a diurnal sign. I'm not going to get too into it, but Saturn's a diurnal planet and it it does really well when it's like in a daytime sign, basically. Um, So Saturn and Jupiter and Aquarius, right? Um, They, there's going to be this tension between both Saturn and Jupiter coming, kind of clashing into Uranus. And so what that looks like, Saturn um, is all about our structures, the, the structures of our life the established norms, um, the, uh, yeah, I'll just say that. This, I'll start with that. Um, in Aquarius, Saturn in Aquarius, it's about, um, again, Aquarius being a, an air sign. So it, it has a lot to do with communication and, and socializing. So Saturn in Aquarius is a lot about our social structures, like our social norms. Um, and it's very much about you know, Saturn being this planet that represents boundaries and limitations and, um, and very much like builds, builds walls, right? Like built the wall was something that, um, that started under Saturn in Capricorn when Saturn entered Capricorn. So, um, so yeah, and sorry if that triggered anyone to bring that up, but, um, it just came to me. I always so, see, like, um, if something triggers anybody, like it's a good journaling opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it is like it is a very it's a triggering phrase for sure. Um, but yeah, so so yeah, Saturn um, builds these structures and builds the structures of our life, 
And you can think of Aquarius as sort of like this, um, this ability to kind of detach from the scent, like detach from the, um, hmm, how do I put this? <laughs> I'm like trying to figure out the best way of putting this without like going into like a full on lesson on Aquarius. Okay. So, <laughs> so, um, basically I like to think of it as like, yeah, Aquarius is sort of the, the rules around how we operate within the structure, within those boundaries. Um, and I think that's going to be a huge, huge, huge theme of 2021 is like wanting to um, be inclusive, people wanting to um, make sure that their, that their structures, you know, include everyone and not only just include everyone, but serve everyone. Um, you can see how systems, I think Aquarius especially is a sign that is very much aware of the ways that systems are and are not serving the people that they're that they're meant to be serving um and so that's going to be like a huge theme i think and also just like community in general you know aquarius is so much about the group and um not just it's like about the individuals and it's about the individuals that make up the group and wanting to affirm everyone and so um it's going to be a huge challenge i think for a lot of communities to figure out like how do we be in community with so many different people and how do we um, make sure that the needs of the community are centered um, when you know if there's like an outlier someone's like causing issues within a community like how do we deal with that like do we outcast them is that really like the way to go like it, there's, I think there's going to be a lot of different conversations and, and issues what around this. What I'm getting as you're talking about that is whereas this year, um, this is just one example, like as this year when people are like, oh, this is, you know, this is wrong, like cancel culture, to be quite right. honest. Right. It almost sounds like in this, in 2021, there's going to be more of it using that as an opportunity invitation to like, like how, okay, so this is wrong how do we take care of each other while like, so it's not that you're just like pushed out of, you know, right. the collective, like right. okay, you made a mistake. This is what it is. And that balance. And I, what I'm also getting is, um, and this is interesting uh, going back and forth between the years is like um, for 2021 is, you know, when you're talking about community and taking care of each other. And when we're talking about the responsibility factor is, um, but to me, as you're explaining all this, the way I'm interpreting it is getting really clear on what our needs are and then yes. being able to verbalize those so that if everybody, what would happen if everybody in our community was very clear in what their needs are? How would mm -hmm. things shift? Yeah. And, and, but then, it, then it becomes an issue of like, okay, what if, what if we can't meet everyone's needs? Like, you know what I mean? Like there's so many. Totally. But then let me ask you that personally, because this has been a theme for me this year. And, you know, we're talking about managing time and energy. So, um, you know, like, and I, well, when we talk about, okay, not being able to meet people's needs, it, I think it comes down to, and call me out if, you know, disagree here, but like our values. Mm -hmm. So it's like yeah. somebody's needs may not be meeting my values and like having to be like, you know, I mean, I'm pretty open and direct. I'm like, I can't do that. Like, <laughs> I, I can't hold space for that too. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But it's interesting because I think 
that especially from 2021, you know, collectively everybody's own shadow stuff outside of, you know, systems and structures that need to end and be transmuted. Everybody's personal shadows are coming to light. And it's like, I've talked about this in previous solo episodes. It's like, everybody's having a hard time in their own, like everybody's mm -hmm. got their own thing. So you can't, it's interesting talking about um, community because it can't be that I'm mad at you because you're not doing what I get meeting my my needs. It's like, how do we meet our own needs? And mm -hmm. then accepting people for what, where they're at and what they do provide, you know, in their authenticity, you know, yes, yeah. so it's very interesting. Um, yeah. I think it's just going to be like a huge topic, especially like we're talking a lot about like, you know, um, defund the police, abolish the police, like all of these things. And it's like, we need to make sure we're also doing that to the, the police in our heads, right? Like we want to make sure that we're not being these punitive people within our communities as well. Um, and, but at the same time, holding people accountable um, and, and, but giving people the opportunity to change and to show up in better ways. Like there's, these are just all going to be questions and, and topics. I think there are going to be a lot of people outcasted from communities, like and sometimes that's that's like the rightful thing to do, yeah. right? Like sometimes yeah. people make communities very unsafe. And but it's like, are we yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying is just, there's me, gonna be a lot of this type of I have a conversation. question about this, and this is does tie back to the Aquarian energy, right? Mm -hmm. So because we're just stepping into, you know, the Aquarian age, Aquarius, age of Aquarius. Mm -hmm. Um don't you think like, you know, just to tie on to what you were saying, like yes, the energetics of 2021 is not as heavy astrologically as it was for 2020, but that there could be also the opportunity for the shadow of Aquarius to pop up before we kind of level out. You know, it's like, we don't really become masters at anything until we explore mm -hmm. the polarities of those energies. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I don't, I personally don't think it's ever going to necessarily level out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just think it's just like something that we're it's going to be more in the fore of people's, you know, yeah, of the culture. Yeah, yeah. I love that. So what is something, um, and I'm just going to pop around. What is something that you're currently, um, exploring within this tool of astrology for yourself? Yeah. Um, I just launched my membership community actually. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It's called the 11th house. Um, and it's basically like a solution that I came up with to issues that I had when I was, you know, learning astrology, which was two main issues. One community, like I didn't have anyone to talk to about like this amazing thing that I was becoming wildly obsessed with. Um, and I, I, I see that a lot of folks run into that problem where it's like, I'm just so obsessed with astrology and I can't stop learning about it. But like, I'm like, my, my boyfriend is sick of hearing me talk about it. Or my friends are just like, you know, over it because they don't really get it. And so it is very much a language that, um, you know, you, you learn and become fluent in, and then you need people to talk to about, like, you can't sit around in a place and not speak your own language. You know what I mean? Like, it's really hard. So it's a space for people to be able to come and connect with other folks and, um, and speak our language to each other. Um, and then the other part of it is the synthesis piece. So I think that a lot of folks um, have have trouble with, you know, there's so much information, like 
too much, I would say, information out there, especially nowadays. Like it wasn't even as bad when I started eight years ago. Um, but the synthesis piece, like how to put together all of this information that you're you're getting, and like when you're looking at a chart, like where to begin, even. Um, I'm going to be teaching like my own kind of signature framework around that. And basically, yeah, the 11th house, um, if you're not aware, in astrology, the 11th house is the house of community, of networks, of friendships, of people who support you. Um, and yeah, I'm. It, what we're going to be doing is we meet up twice a month. Um, on the, around the new moon, we'll do more of a study session. Um, and then around the full moon, it's more of like a, like a community gathering and we'll break out into breakout rooms and like, you know, I'll give you prompts and we'll just like, you know, you get the chance to meet people and talk to people about astrology. We have a forum, like we have, yeah, there's oh. webinars that I have all the things. So. I love it. I, I love when, um, it's so funny. Cause when you first posted about it, you were like, who are my 11th house people? Like what's in your 11th house? And I literally like looked back at my chart because I was like excited to comment because it's like, oh, mine's packed. And then I looked, I was like, oh, it has nothing, no planets in it. And I got like really sad. I was like, oh. No, but where's your Saturn? Oh, my, oh, my Saturn's in the first house. Where is it? Wait, okay. What's your rising sign again? Uh, Aries. Okay. Oh, wait, you, you don't have Saturn in Aries, do you? No, my um, no. Saturn's in Scorpio. In Scorpio. Okay. So in your Aries rising? <laughs> No, I'm Libra rising. Oh, Libra rising. Okay, that makes sense. I was like, that doesn't yeah. make any sense. My, I have Pluto and Saturn like snuggling almost together in my first time. Right, right. Okay. Good times. Yeah, but you are you have Pluto and Libra, I remember, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, mm, oh, yeah, I do have At like 29 degrees Libra or You're 28 like degrees. really freaking me out. I don't know. I just, this is just how I am. I, like ran, actually, I randomly like, remember. Like, this has been years. It's been years. I know it's literally been like since 2018, 2017. Yeah. Like, I'm a little, I'm making big eyes right now. Cause it's <laughs> a little bit. I just remember it. Cause you're so Pluto. Like to me, like people who have Pluto in the first house are very, like, that's a very palpable energy to me. Um, and so, yeah, you have your Pluto, your Saturn. Okay. So you're a Libra rising, which means your 11th house is don't tell me Leo. Mm-hmm which so if you don't have any planets in your 11th house it's totally okay what you do is <laughs> no what you do is you look to the planet <clears throat> excuse me that rules that sign so if your 11th house is leo that planet's going to be the sun so your aries sun oh. is the is the planet that sort of represents relationships friendships like to you side straddling two signs so it's mine's 11th house is side straddling. This is actually a great lesson for our community. Haha, um, <laughs> community words again. Um, yes. Side straddling Leo and um, Virgo. Like it's mm. like literally like even amounts. Yeah. So I'll be honest, I use whole sign houses. That's the house system oh. I use. Okay. So it puts a full, like the entire sign in the entire house. There's no oh. like overlap. Um, I recommend it personally. I think it's great, especially for beginners. Um, and it's just like, it works really well. So, um, yeah, I, I'll just say like, I can't really speak on that. Cause it's just not, I don't use okay, that house just, system. This is, this, this is what I love. I love that we're talking and you're like, no, I don't use that system. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, like <laughs> no, I mean, it's the, it's the default. It's default to like use, okay. it's called Placidus. And so most people, when they pull up their chart, that's what they're going to see is their Placidus, their house in Placidus. 
So does that change where like the chart I'm looking, what is the chart I'm looking at considered? Not the one that like I'm looking it's, at Astro uh, Dance. Yeah. Yeah. That's, Great that's website, astro.com. No, it's fine. It's completely fine. It's not like wrong or bad or anything. Mm -hmm. It's just um, basically just the, the way that the houses are divided up. It's just going to be different than the way I look at it. So like the planets are on the same place. Yeah. Like it's, it's all the same. It's just the house divisions are going to be different. Okay. Yeah. So, so for your club, the 11th house, so everybody don't get sad. If you look in your chart and you're like, Oh, no planets. Here. <laughs> like you're allowed to be a part of the 11th. Uh, oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. The 11th house is for everyone. You don't have to have 11th house planets, but again, even if you don't have 11th house planets, you have a planet that rules your 11th house and that will speak to your community involvement and engagement and your friends and all of that. So to go um, back to what you said, if you don't have a planet in there, you look at your sun sign. No, you, no, no. <laughs> Oh. You look at you look at the planet that rules that oh, the planet sign. That rules. for yes, you. Yes. It's the sun. It's not going to be the sun for everyone. For me, it's Saturn. You know, it depends. It depends. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. For Lib for all Libra risings, it's the sun. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Understood. Yeah. I'm like learning things here. I just <laughs> I'm glad. Like the thing with the astrology that I'm so humbled by. Like it's like even with my own chart. I mean, it's like friends that like know way less than me that I even know the little that I know and they're like trying to come to me I'm like I don't fucking know anything and then I have like my Rolodex I have like a, a good handful of astrologers that I love and I'm like I'm like everybody's got a different language like I'm like here pick the person that you're most attracted to because everybody's got a, a different language but I'm always so humbled by um you know everybody's interpretation because you just learn something new or you get something highlighted and I always, for me personally, like, um, I've tried to in the past, like plan things around stuff when future planning, but it actually becomes really satisfying sometimes to not look at everything so far ahead and kind of look back on it and like, oh, oh yeah, shit, like what was going on during that? And like, you know, how is that? Um, like, it's just, it's interesting, like, because and I was reading, um, I think it was Mystic Medusa. I was reading when she was talking about like um, Mars retrograde, you know, yeah. like being in still those that are like Mars and Aries people, you know, like still being mission mode. Cause I actually felt like, and it wasn't like out of this, um, like, uh, I don't say false productivity or, or toxic productivity. I actually felt this whole pandemic, like a call of, to action, like a reporting mm -hmm. for duty. Like, that's mm -hmm. what I felt like. And now I'm like, okay, I'm ready. I need to have a break and you yeah. know, like, you know, all that, but, oh my gosh, I love this so much. So you have this club and you're going to also be teaching classes too, within yeah. that same um, format or sort outside. of. So, so um, the 11th house. Yeah. It's a, it's like a yearly membership or quarterly you can join quarterly or yearly by the time this comes out, doors will be closed, but we'll be opening back up in March. So, um, so yeah, what I'm teaching in there is just like my framework, and that will just be like available for um, for you when you join. Um, and then I'll also like we'll be doing Q and A sessions. Like I'll do a little bit of teaching. I'm gonna have guest speakers and stuff like that. I'm I'm launching a course in March. Oh, congratulations! Um, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, it's gonna be astrology, like the fundamentals of astrology. Um, I am really excited about it because yeah, I just think it's going to be really helpful to just, I I'm really passionate about people getting quality education around like the basics because it's so much harder to like go back and learn if you, you know, like kind of unlearn a lot of things and relearn. So like, 
I just want to give people a really solid foundation. And then in the fall, launching into timing techniques. So if you want to learn about what? like transits and annual oh. per- perfections and progressions and zodiacal, like all the timing techniques, um, which is like my bread and butter. That's like what I'm, what I like love, love, love. Oh, that um, I love this. I did not yeah. know that. I love this. Yeah. So that'll be in the fall 2021, but I want to now. <laughs> I know. Right. Well, I got to start with the basics. So I, I, I just I wanted to... like, I'm like, Oh, I'll run ahead. Like running, <laughs> running with scissors or something. <laughs> Honestly, it'll be here before we know it. I'm sure like this year, although it was a very long year, it's, it seems like it just flew by at the same time. Maybe that's oh. just being older, but well, I'm like, it felt like forever and also super fast. Yeah. So you know, we were talking a second ago about needs. So what do you feel like you need right now? Like, what are you needing? Rest. What does rest I, look like for you? I um, like not having to like check my email, not having to check my anything. Like I kind of did that yesterday. Um, for the first time in a while after like a really intense sprint to, I, I launched this on, um, on Saturday. So, um, yeah, it's just been, I, I, I burn out really often. I wouldn't say easily, but often, Uh um, and it's the hardest thing in the world to take care of myself. Like, it's just really, really hard. Really? (laughs) Um, it's really, and, and it's, mostly like a like a food like keeping myself fed is like the hardest thing we'll just be in a like absent-minded professor and then not eat kind of thing yeah and I, I've had I have appetite problems like I've had I've had them for eight years and so actually the same around the same time that astrology came into my life um but yeah it's so I'm getting health insurance like immediately and then I'm going to try to figure it out but um yeah it's really hard to keep myself fed which means it's hard to like stay energized, which means it's hard to get work done. And then it kind of like, then which means like I'm up till 3am trying to get work done. And it's like yeah. this whole cycle. So, um, and my Saturn return just started. So, so not about astrology right now, but this is just what I'm getting. Um, have you had like blood work done? Not in a while. So, okay, I mean, gonna, I do I'm have- I'm going to send you who to go to. You're okay. Gonna, I'm going to, like, I, I'm, I just- I just sound like I pimp out all my friends or things, but it's just like, I just, I just know what people, my moon and cancer is very concerned about you right yeah. now. <laughs> I know cancer moons hate it when I talk to them. I tell them like, I can't, like, it's hard for me to eat. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, I literally like felt like stressed in my heart. Like, oh my God, like she's not that far. I got to go give her a sandwich. Um, but I think like, oh, that, wow. Okay. So, well, thanks for being so vulnerable and sharing that, but I am. Oh, yeah. Person- who to go to. So when you get situated, you can get taken care of in that Thank way. You. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know. I, I definitely, I, ha- so I have like chronic illnesses, like I have like okay. this diseases and, but I don't know if, the, if that's what's contributing oh, no, to my appetite you. problems, you know? know, exactly who's going to help you. Cause it's functional and also uh, magical. So I'm going to send oh, you. Love it. Okay. I, actually, I mean, you've already recommended like my favorite person. I, mean, I, Kroll. I, like, I joke about it, but it's like, I, I really, I do feel a superpower. I know like what people need. <laughs> no. Yeah, you do. You're really good at it. <laughs> but um, she's actually was on the podcast. She's actually my best friend too. Dr. Amanda, oh, like she, oh, cool. she will do like, this is the thing that I think this is just my opinion. Like some of these, like, uh, like holistic doctors and stuff, they'll be like, Oh, like arm test. If you need this blah, blah in your system. And it's like, 
you know, okay, yes, magic, but also science, like get mm-hmm. your blood work done. Yeah. The, so she'll make sure you're taken care of. So I'll send you her info. Um, cool. cause she's the perfect balance of like functional and also, um, uh, like magical things too. So she's going to cool. get you. Um, but cool. oh my God, I got that immediately. You just need blood work, something <laughs> yes. like Hermione, she'll like go through and look. So outside of that, the other thing that's coming through for you to share, I don't know if you do this enough with the rest piece is do you sell, are you celebrating yourself? Like you just launched this on Saturday. Like, how are you celebrating? Um, just by like smoking weed. Right. And like talking to friends, (laughs) (laughs) which I do every day anyway, but, um, no. Okay. So not only did I launch the, I I launched on Saturday, but like immediately after, like I pressed send, I drove and got the keys to my new apartment. So that was like a huge deal for me. Like it's, I feel better like these past two days than I have in like months, I feel like, cause I finally have my own space. I finally like launched this thing. And so I haven't really been doing anything to celebrate, but um, it, I have been kind of like sitting in the fact that like I did it. It's kind of like this, like, okay, that part is yeah. done. I have so much shit to do, but like, I can just take a breath and be happy that I have like a dream apartment and yeah, it's going to work out. And you're going to be my neighbor, <laughs> sort of. Yes, yes. I'll torture you. Be like, please back off first house Pluto. <laughs> <laughs> no, like once, once it's safe, like I'm totally having you over. I have beautiful outdoor space. Like it's going to be Oh my gosh, great. I love it. I'm so excited for you. I just like, you're making so many new things. And I just get from you, like just from the time I've known you, like you're always like making these beautiful things that are not like, just like flippant. Like you spend a lot of thoughtful time and, and energy and curating the things that you're putting out there. So I know, you know, but like, just like, I'm getting just to remind you, like, yeah, to honor and and deeply celebrate yourself. Like, thank you. Because like, it's remarkable the things you've done and like the magazine you had before, like was so beautiful. Hopefully it'll come back. I'm like trying to bring it back. Oh my gosh. It's just like, you're making (laughs) so many amazing things. And um, I just, I love it. So congratulations on all that. That's so exciting. So what's so something much. that you want? So you're going to be, you're creating your own community. You're literally, and, and the thing I love about you creating this community um, for people to connect, because something that's been very clear for 2020 for me, as far as like one of my lessons that I've really seen is instead of like, I'm really over complaining, like in complainers, like I just, I'm like over people complaining. And yeah. so I'm like, stop complaining, just make the damn thing. So like, you don't <laughs> like it, just make it, you know what I mean? Yes. It's like, stop complaining. Like, what are you going to actually do about it? You know what I mean? Uh, so don't get me love, started. <laughs> so like, I love that you're built, you know, like this was missing for me. I want this. So I'm, I'm going to create it. So that's something I really, really love. So let's do a little future trip. So it's December, 2021. What are you reflecting back on that? Like you've like experienced in 2021? Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, I think December, 2020, like for me personally, yes. Um, like, yeah, successful course courses. That's like, cause by this time next year, I would have been finishing like my, um, both courses, like my, my timing techniques course would be wrapping up like right around this time. Um, and yeah, to have like, a successful like successful launch it's not even about successful launches it's more about um like successfully teaching people astrology and like having people like leave those courses with like 
armed with knowledge and being able to have more confidence in their abilities um, is that would be incredible. Um, if I'm able to take a full two week vacation at some point in 2021, um, that would be incredible. And hopefully around this time next year, I will, will be either on vacation or planning or like about to be on one. Um, Where do you want to go? Really, well, I'm hoping in 2022 to take like a full Euro trip, basically. Like I, I haven't done that. And I, I want to take in particular, like a, a Mediterranean trip. I've always wanted to do that. I want to check out the South of Spain potentially to like, who knows? I, I kind of want to move outside of the U.S. at some I could point. See living in, I could see you living in Portugal too. Portugal. Yeah. I've been there once and I loved it. So I, I, I yeah, I want to like go check out that whole side of the world to see if there's anywhere that I might want to like settle down in for a bit. Cause I just have this fantasy of like having babies outside of the U.S. and like raising babies in a different like in the Mediterranean basically I love <laughs> so, um it. you know I'm, I'm 29 I'll, I'll be 30 at that this time next year and you know like probably between five and seven years away from having babies so it's like that's kind of what I'm gonna be like having my eye on I don't I don't have a partner or anything this isn't like this is just like me being an astrologer planning for the future this is a this is a time capsule now so when yeah. you're doing all this well, it's like I always share, you know, on this podcast, it's like, you know, the things we dream big about, like, I think like culturally, like we don't allow, give ourselves permission enough to get excited about these things. It's always like, don't get excited until it happens. Yeah. Like, I said, fuck that. Like, get They're excited, so right. about, you know, get excited, like allow yourself to get excited. And then it's always yeah. like this or something better. Like if that doesn't exactly happen, it's going to be something better. Like there's different timelines. So yeah. I just love that you're just you know, going for that. I totally see it. And also with you building your brand and your community, like you can do that from anywhere in the world. Exactly. Like how, exactly. talk about a queer, like, I mean, it's like right now, the ability that we're able to do this, like yeah. we're able, it's like, like, come on, like how Just like all year, all year I've been extremely social like I've talked to people every day and I have not seen people <laughs> but exactly. like I've been hanging out with people like very like almost every day now so let me ask you this because everything's more a zoom zoom room yeah. um have you felt like I don't say more drained but yeah like more tired doing that versus in person or do you how do you feel with your own energy levels as far as socializing I like before times I was an extremely social person too. Um, I was more of like the host. Um, yeah, I was, I was always like hosting people, like people always just come over. I was always the one gathering people too. Um, so yeah, very social still. And I was, I would get burnt out, but Honestly, I feel like I probably get more burnout nowadays. Honestly, I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, yeah, I actually feel it's like a different type of burnout, but yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. especially like, when I'm like talking a lot, like that yeah. would just wipe me. Well, I feel too. Like sometimes with good friends, it's like I'm like I don't want to do a Zoom. I just want to be on the phone. Yeah. Well, like, have you heard of Clubhouse? Oh yes, yes, yes. I heard of this. I, okay. I so. Like I've been on Clubhouse probably every day for the past month. Like I got on November 25th and what's well, the 21st of December. So like almost every day. And that's not that I'm talking in every room all the time every day, but like, it's very much 
good for people like us who like to talk on the phone. I'm always like, I FaceTime friends like almost every day um, or just talk on the phone and smoke weed together. I have a lot of like friends I I smoke weed with (laughs) (laughs) over, over, yeah, virtually smoke a day. Um, But yeah, it's, yeah, I, I'm, I too like prefer the phone even when I do readings like I don't do video it's well, only I, audibly, I mean, audio I, just, I, I like I, I joke sometimes for my one-on-one sessions with clients because I like will have my eyes closed I'm like thank you you know fluttering. yeah I'm always like staring off into like a corner or something yeah no totally oh I totally stare like I'm like I like I've been doing these like energy reports for a couple different like uh groups I'm in and I look back at the videos and I'm literally like 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 this like staring out mm-hmm. that's why I don't do video I'm like you don't need <laughs> like, to see me doing like, all that oh my gosh it's so funny so what is something that you've secretly liked about the like pandemic time like so um speaking of rest so like the pandemic the pandemic hit as Saturn well like right before Saturn entered Aquarius in March of this year um, cause Saturn was in Aquarius for like two, I think three and a half months this year. Um, so it hit my Saturn return began and, um, I was planning on moving out to LA in March, like as it was hitting. I remember this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was at home with my parents that moved out of my apartment in New York. I was home with my family just for like, a, it was supposed to be just a couple weeks in the, you know, before I moved out to LA, but it ended up being months. Um, and in, when, right when it hit, um, and also I had like left my job. So I started astrology full time and I was working on a big, right. Actually writing for the Chani app is now I can actually say out loud. Oh, that's um, so I was going to ask like first to talk, uh, to talk about that. So you were pro- helping create that. Yes. Yeah. I wrote like, so she hired a, t- like a bunch of astrologers to write stuff. It's not necessarily like our words that you're reading, but like, mm-hmm. you know, cause I have like, you can't. Oh yeah, they that's need a, someone that's to like. Whole, you need the community to bring this together. To, yeah, but and you yeah. also need someone to like make it all sound like the same. You know, you can't mm-hmm. like take a bunch of different astrologers, different styles, and like have that sound like cohesive in an app. So, all we basically contributed a lot of like interpretations and words um, that was that was taken and, and sort of like molded and shaped. Um, but I wrote all all the sun sign stuff, like every single sun sign combination. Um, but anyway, I was working on that. But besides that, um, to answer your question, like it was the first time I feel like in close to a decade that I didn't have any work. Like after I finished that assignment, which was mid-April um, and even before then, cause it's not like I was working on it like constantly. It was the first time I was able to just do absolutely nothing. Like it, I, and it was depressing, you know, and I was like terrified and scared and anxious. Like, but I was just able to lie on the couch for like a week and watch Gossip Girl and like be sad and not have to do anything, like not have to show up for work or for meetings or for readings. Like for my, for a boyfriend, I was, you know, dating someone, right. I, we had broken up like right before all of this. So like, it was just the first time I didn't, you know, my mom and my sister were like cooking for me and like my dad was getting groceries. Like I didn't have to do anything. And as someone who does the most all the time, <laughs> it was like, 
a huge deal for me to just be able to like melt into the couch and not, not have like, you know, deadlines. I had had deadlines, but it was still like, you know, I don't know. That was huge for me. And that was a rest. I like deeply, 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 deeply needed. Um, and I'm looking forward to having that again around the how like around this time I'm done readings for the year. Like I'm, I launched the 11th house, but we don't really, really get started until January. And so, um, I kind of get a little moment of just like pause to be able to like move into my apartment and just like, oh, so like do my own thing. I'm like really excited well, I for think it. I forget like how much energy it takes to do something new. Yeah. So oh like just the pandemic alone is something new, right? So yeah. you have that plus all of these other things compiled. So yeah, you need that. Yeah. Rest. I love that so much. Um, thank you for sharing that. So quick question. So for our listeners, you know, they're looking at 2021. I feel like there's going to be more and more and more interest in people wanting to learn more about astrology, learning more about energetics. I just, I feel like coming, like so many people have woken up in 2020. So yeah. 20. 21 people want to get connected with their tools. And so I'll do a link in the show notes for your courses, um, you know, coming up so they can stay, you know, connected with you and follow. But as far as like the, I always feel like I say her name wrong. Channy, Channy, Channy. Yeah. Channy. I'm like, I like almost avoid saying it. Cause I'm like, I'm scared to say it wrong. Um, you know, like that's a great app to download and connect with, like for somebody that's listening and they're wanting to be in touch with you know, what's going on astrologically, but not get overwhelmed. They're just learning. Mm -hmm. Like, what would you say is like the number one thing to start looking at when they're like looking up their own astrology? Like where's a good starting point without getting overwhelmed? Yeah. Okay. Um, Chani, I'm going to plug Chani. Chani's book is a great place to start. You were born for this. Um, it's so good. And the reason that I love Chani so much is because one her teacher is like Demetra George who is just like a phenomenal astrologer who um is rooted in the tradition has like you know um been the translator of a lot of these ancient um works so like yeah I love Chaney because her approach is very much rooted in the tradition rooted in traditional astrology um and I just I have a bias, but I think it is like the best way to go when, when it comes That's to learning cool astrology. You can get the book and then also the app. To exactly. Think. So then I there's the app. Just a donut. I cannot speak <laughs> at all. I actually downloaded the app just the other day and I was like really impressed with how, well, one, it looks beautiful the way it everything is, is yeah. done. But like it's really fucking good. Like it's hard explaining things. I just yeah. was like, I was like, Dang it's like it. the app of our dreams. Like I, I've been calling it that it's like literally the app that we've been waiting for, especially as an astrologer to be able to recommend to people. So download the Chani app, try Chani's book. I would also say a great resource, shameless plug is my podcast. Yes, um, your podcast. <laughs> to ask about your podcast. I know I do too many things. So it's like hard to, yeah. I so don't know what that's like at all. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so my podcast, um, it's called the astrology show. And, um, we just wrapped up season one. I just, I just posted like a bonus episode from season one, but, um, yeah, season two starts in the spring, but the first like 10 episodes, nine episodes are, um, episodes on each of the planets. So I talk to, I'm having conversations with other astrologers talking about the planets. We have an episode about the sun, the moon, Venus, Mercury, Mars, like all of the, 
all the planets. And so it's a really good place to start. Um, if you oh just want to like dive into, you well, know, I'm learning about Venus. L- listen to your magical word. <laughs> what did you say about Venus? No, I was just saying, if you want to like hear about, like listen to me and Diana Rose Harper and Charm Torres oh talk about Venus. I love yeah. her. I love yeah. you guys. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I so I you guys really good friends before. Like I, yeah. I love how everything's interconnected. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. Um, yeah, I, I saw the pictures that you took of her. I'm like, oh my God, you connected with Diana. Like, it's, it's so, so funny. funny. I very much with this podcast, I'm such a little snobby biatch with like who I feel like connected to. Like, I literally feel like my guides are like, oh, this person, like yeah. this is the person you need on. And it's like, I just get this like very strong knowing of like, who's going to support the conversations that can be had. And like, I just, um, it's funny. Cause I had like, I saw one of her posts and I was just very attracted and then it just kept coming up and they're like, you need to have her on. You need to have her on. You need to have her on. And then it's like, I didn't know you guys were, I was just, and I've wanted you on for like a very long time. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, and I just love you. And you're, uh, you're like, it's really a shitty year. Like, I don't think people. Like it. Yeah. <laughs> I say it like that. I, do I, it. Really, like, I really <laughs> appreciate it. And I like you explaining, um, the energetics of astrology, you know, um, in a way that's like expansive and also digestible for 2021. Um, and also too, like, you know, this is something also I want to just and call me out if you disagree, like when people are looking up, um, you know, different things with astrology, like looking up, you know, what lessons can they learn from it versus like, how can I use this to, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a, another tool. It's like, what kind of relationship do you want to have with these different energies and then also the free will component right mm-hmm. yeah yeah um when I want to say another thing about 2021 that yes, I didn't talk. talk about that's oh, like yeah, talk. I feel like we talked about a lot of things I'm like oh yeah. I don't I'm like I feel like I just go into the <laughs> but, okay. yeah there's just this like well I, I just want to bring up like May June July basically because I think that's really going to be like the center point it's literally the middle of the year but like in terms of like things happening um late may into june is probably like the focal point of 2021 um so we get a lot happening then um sort of like in 2020 like that was also a major you know period of time that was when um george floyd was killed and you know we had protests all across the country and the world um and that was eclipse season and all that so similarly um in May, late May of, of 2020, 2021, um, we'll have a lunar eclipse in Sagittarius and on May 26th, which is Memorial Day weekend. Um, but right before that, about two weeks before that, Jupiter enters Pisces. And this is a big deal because Jupiter rules the sign of Pisces. So we get Jupiter returning home for the first time in about a decade. Um, in yeah, in the middle, it happens in mid-May and it's only going to be there for like two and a half months. But I think that this is really speaking to a period of time where we're like really going to be able to connect again in person. Like it feels, it feels just like a relief almost. And so that's something to look forward to. I, I, it's interesting how they're projecting, um, that they're, they wanting, they want to have almost all Americans vaccinated by, the summer because that also aligns with Jupiter entering Pisces 
Um, so there's that. There's we have eclipses. We have another. We have a huge solar eclipse on June 10th in Gemini. Um, we have a Mercury retrograde. So yeah, there's just like a lot. Another Jupiter or another Saturn Uranus square. There's a lot happening between May, June, July. Um, and so yeah, I just wanted to call that out. That like that's sort of like the focal point of the year, and I feel like we're building up into that point. Like How once we get into people- 2021. How do you think people could prepare for that summertime for that happening in May between January and May? In, yeah, May. Um, January, February. Um, I keep calling it crunchy. Like the energy is just not. Ne- it's not necessarily stagnant, but it's. Um, it feels kind of brittle and cold a little bit, um, and I think it's just like January, February, it's like focus, just like pick a, pick a path, pick a lane and fucking put all your energy into it and just like focus in and, and, and be okay with a little bit of stillness. March comes and we get things kind of, um, soften a little bit in March. And I think it, you know, it it very much feels like, okay, springtime is coming. Like, like things are getting a little bit better don't expect things to be better in January and February. Right. Like, um, I'm not even saying like, don't expect things like, don't even expect things to be quote unquote better in 2021, but the energy is shifting. Um, and so yeah, March, I would say just, yeah, in terms of preparing, like, um, whatever has been kind of popping up in late 2020, especially around these eclipses in December, like everything that's kind of been happening in December, Um, whatever things are kind of seeding now in six months, they're going to be blooming. And so, um, keeping that in mind and and kind of looking at it that way, like pick a lane, like whatever came up for you right now, like just focus in on that. We have the next iteration of it in May and June. So just spend these next five months, months, um, really developing and, and like, yeah, like putting energy into whatever that thing is for you. And then we get the next chapter of it in the middle of the year. And then you can go from there. I love that. So wouldn't you say, so being present between January and May, what I'm hearing is, um, you know, as far as the focus, like having that energy of being committed to what are our structures that are going to support the vision that we got in December, that what came to light and what we've decided Yes. The road we want to go. Right. So, so then good, yeah. January to May, it's like, we're taking action on that, th- that action plan. Right. So, and so, just so, keep at it. So even though in January, people will feel, you know, the collective pressure of just culturally of like new year, make shit happen, blah, blah, blah. Yes. January and February. I mean, let's also note it's still winter. It's still right? winter. Exactly. So January, February, what I'm hearing too, is like, even if people are getting overwhelmed by the astrology discussions, even though they're fascinated by it, just work with the seasons like winter is still like the void the sacred pause the dreaming the attraction yeah like we're not supposed to be out like we're supposed to be like conserving and contracting yeah yes and then when spring comes you start to see the fruits of your labor and then in may you're gonna up level yeah it's like it feels very much like a loosening starts to happen in in march and into april um, and things get a little bit more 
bubbly a little bit more like it feels like the sun is coming out a little bit coming like you know between March and April and then May June comes and it's like we're in this like it, it feels yeah it feels very much like all right here we like here we go like let's start something like let's level up it. yeah like let's level up in the middle of the year I love that. Okay. Last question before we wrap this up. Yeah. Is, and then I'm, I've meant to ask so many astrologer friends about this that I keep forgetting, you know, like for movies, like in the past, like forever, they're like the age of Aquarius. Like why is it, was it talked about since the seventies, but it's like actually now it's not. Okay. So I might not be the best person to ask about this. Cause I don't really subscribe to, like, I don't really think about the age of Aquarius too much, but um, what I will say is that it's there is no consensus of like when it begins and when it you know when it actually begins some people think we've been in it for a while some people think it hasn't even started yet um i so in the 70s that was the last like time that astrology was like popular you know like that 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 was the last time um until now and so yeah i i think that there is arguments that it did start like in the 60s, 50s, 60s, 70s or whatever. Um, I would say it's like a 2000 year, like the procession of the equinoxes or like it's a 2000 year event. And so it's like, there is no like very marked beginning or end. Um, it's we're in the trend. I, and then I've heard other astrologers say like the transition period can be anywhere from like hundred to 150, 200 years. Like I think we're in that transition period. I don't think we're necessarily like planted in it yet, but I will say that Saturn in Aquarius and soon to be Pluto in Aquarius for like, Pluto's going to be in Aquarius. Don't quote me on this probably for like around 20 years. Um, like it's like, we're pretty much like, I think I per personally would say Pluto entering Aquarius is like, we're in it. Like we're in the age of Aquarius um, whatever that means, you know, but it feels, it feels like that's going to be the true, like we're in it. We're very much like, I would say in it, but it's more of like a gradual sort of like transition between from Pisces to Aquarius. It's not necessarily like 2020 ends and now we're in the age of Aquarius. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, no, I, I love that explanation. Well, and the whole time you were speaking, the other thing just popped in my head is like how everything is can be looked at as an illusion as well. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of an illusion, like, you know, cause the other thing it's like, even if like people miss like a portal time or whatnot, like if you think about it, well, this is like a whole nother podcast probably, but like <laughs> you could connect to the energetics of that portal at any time, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like totally. it doesn't have to be like that, but I really appreciate you and the work that you're doing. I just want to honor you for how you're showing up, how you're building community, how you're creating community and really appreciate your openness and vulnerability and like the things you're, you know, working with and through. And, um, you know, it's like, yeah, like 2021, it's going to feel like a little bit of a relief, but especially in the first part of the year, it's like, you know, also everybody that's listening, like, don't exhaust yourself that it's like, oh, 2021, I got to like push, you know, my foot on the gas full throttle. It's oh, like, yeah. no, don't it's more that. of like, <laughs> it's more of like 2020 should have given you the clarity. Yes. In what road you decide to go on and exactly. what role you play on that role on that road and, you know, making a plan and sticking to it, committing to it. Yes. Like a hundred percent. We, it is not, it's not like 2021 isn't like, you know, 
okay, now 2020 is over. Like you got to do all the things. Like it's very much like exactly what you said. Like 2020 should have given you the time and the space to receive some clarity around the direction that you want to go in. And now this portal, this like, you know, 20, 20, 1221 portal or whatever um, is more about like just the beginning, like we're very much beginning and it's not like full speed ahead. It's like now you have your path and now you can start walking on that path, but don't feel like you need to like accomplish big things, you know, (laughs) like just now we're just starting basically. I love that. Well, thank you so, so much for being on. I just, I'm so delighted to see you fully in your authentic voice, like fully stepping into the life that you wanted and created for yourself. Cause I remember years ago when we first met, you literally spoke of all these things you wanted to do and how you wanted to live your life. And now you're doing it. Thank you. I know. I can't believe I'm like here in LA with like you now after. Yeah. It's just wild. Like, (laughs) I, I I just want you to celebrate and really like, it's pretty, it's amazing. Thank you, Diana. So good. Thank you for having me on. This was so great. That's a wrap for today on the Healer Dealer Podcast. If you liked this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a five-star review and let me know what you loved about this episode and what you want to hear more of. Until then, do what feels good. Know that you are always supported and it is your birthright to have all the things you desire. I'm your Healer Dealer, Diana Zalecki. Thank you so much for being here. I hope to see you next time. Cheers. Cheers.